You're listening to Because We're Dangerous, a Dark Matter podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. We're talking about episode 11 of Dark Matter. And while we will talk about anything and everything from episode 11, there will not be any spoilers for future episodes. As always, first we're going to give our quick reviews, then we'll talk about notable elements and stuff that's made us happy, and we'll conclude by discussing the questions we have after watching this week's episode. So let's get started with our quick reviews. I like this better than the previous episode, since it wrapped up all the threads pretty well, and because 5 and 2 got in on the action and pretty much were responsible for taking down the threat of the other crew. And, you know, when I see, like, 5's ingenuity and, you know, saving 2 and 2's just general badassness, uh, that's what really keeps me going with this show. I also like this episode. You know, we've always thought that the ladies on this show are where it's at, and I think this episode kind of proved that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought this episode was pretty good, and I thought we got some great action scenes, and like like y'all, I liked that 2 and 5 played such a big part in rescuing the crew. And when you say such a big part, you mean the entire part. The, uh, all the parts, yeah. Well, three and four, they made an attempt to, you know, beat people up and when they were taken I know, to the I know. They tried. I didn't want to ignore their contributions completely. And I thought but, for a moment it would yeah. be successful, but no. You were correct in saying, though, that two and five were responsible for all of the successful pieces of rescuing mm-hmm. the crew. <laughs> but good try, guys. Good try. So we got some feedback from Maria, who said, I love the characters on Dark Matter, all of them. It's icing on the cake that Melissa slash two whooped some serious butt just recently. And then she puts parentheses always, because I guess insinuating that two is always kicking bum. Finally, she's not some cardboard female character as a lead. She's a little bad. There was three, three A's in the bad. So she's also part cheap. I was going to say bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great seeing seeing two get so many action sequences this week. Yeah, it I'd, felt like it had been a long time since she got. I'd such really great been stuff. missing him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did feel like, like she'd been a little sidelined maybe recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, actually watching that scene, I kept thinking, oh, I think this is the scene that Melissa O'Neill said she got her hand smashed accidentally during the the stunt mm-hmm. work. Oh, really? And had a blood blister on her hand in the pattern of the floor. Oh, yeah. She said that there was a stunt woman or or the other actress, I'm not sure. I guess somehow one of them got too close or they both got too close and her hand got smashed. So probably the, the scene where she's fighting the blonde yep. criminal lady. Tosh, I think maybe her name was? Yes, Something like that, that sounds right. We also got a tweet from Dan saying, excellent reveal regarding two, but as Hermes says in Futurama, that just raises further questions. I decided not to do the Jamaican accent because it would just kind of be racist and bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Futurama, so I wasn't sure what kind of accent he speaks with. I love Futurama. Oh, but- Futurama is great. Speaking of Futurama, did you, uh, did you see that amazing tweet that Melissa O'Neill posted earlier today? Yes, I retweeted it from the Because We're Dangerous account. Well, it's a little hard to explain, but if for people who have seen Futurama, it's from the episode with the Fry and Leela androids. So it's the piece where the Leela android realizes she's an android. So, you know, there's that gash on her arm where you can see all the wires and the metal and stuff, and she's staring at it and just screaming for several seconds on end. So Melissa O'Neill posted a clip of that with the caption, Girl, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm looking at it right now and laughing my butt off, even though I'm watching the clip without sound. So yeah, yeah. So just just imagine Leela screaming through the entire clip. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> Yes, but now she and Android can have a little girls' club. I'm a biosynthetic organism. I'm an Android. <laughs> so okay, I. let's go out for drinks. <laughs> hey, your nanites are better than mine. I know. I Android so. sounded a little jealous. <laughs> I know. Even more advanced than mine. And you know, she's going, give me some. <laughs> we also got an email from Erin. She says, this is the most I've ever liked one in an episode. He didn't spend half the episode trying to get into Two's pants. His speech in the vault was good, and him feeling bad about Five being almost tortured was good. I'd like to see more of this one. I liked the episode. I look forward to the two-hour season finale. Yeah, I I actually thought uh, one had some good stuff in this episode. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I won't go that far. <laughs> you didn't even ask me anything yet after the first punch, and I'm like, oh, man up, one. I did see that, that Annie was just just frustrated with him. I am. <laughs> well, okay. I thought the scene between him and Five was actually really nice, which yeah. re- which made me remember that back a few episodes ago, I think it was Chris, you, you pointed out the fact that, you know, why don't they explore this relationship between One and Five more? They have stuff in common about real, not being real members of the crew. And I was like, that was good. Chris was right. <laughs> That was not a few episodes ago. That was like three episodes in or something. <laughs> it was pretty early in the season, I yeah, think. But then it was. He asked five at the beginning. You wouldn't still happen to have that knife, would you? And I'm like, ugh. Anyway. Why? Why are you ugh? Just because. He's always asking for help. And oh, by the way, can you get me out of this? You're, I, I, you're being a little just, hard on him, Annie. <laughs> but remember, the only reason she even had that knife still was because they didn't check her. They apparently checked everybody else. They took everybody else's weapons. They just didn't take hers. Yep. <laughs> that one's not his fault. <laughs> no. And he just doesn't care. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on. That's fine. Moving on. <laughs> so moving on to notable elements from the episode. You want to get us kicked off, Chris? Yes, because I'm the one who wrote this and I wrote it. Wexler is the worst. But at least he gets airlocked. Yes. Thank God. We knew he was gross, guys. We knew he was gross. You didn't have to make him even grosser by threatening to to sexually assault five. I don't know that you needed to go there. No. Well, and there not. was this whole thing, like the, the Game of Thrones did or something, where like he, he threatened five with sexual violence, but to motivate one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ew. Yeah, so it's not even about five. It's about one. So it makes it another layer of gross. Just despicable. I was, I must say, I was a little disappointed that he didn't get kicked in the balls again by somebody. He needed the right testicle bruised. I know, I agree. Like, I'm glad broken, he was airlocked. Broken is fine. But I think he should have suffered a little more physical violence before then. I'm not usually a beat that person up type of person, but I feel like Wexler really deserved it. Yeah, me too. Yes. I, I really wanted two to let him out of the airlock for, for just like a few minutes so that she and five could just break the rest of him. <laughs> and then airlock him. Yeah. <laughs> then airlock him. That's fine. Okay. I just want to note that my co-hosts are not normally opponents of extreme physical violence, but in this case, we can all say deserved it. Deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So what did y'all think of that, that moment where two is sort of thinking about whether she's going to let him out of the airlock and then decides to airlock him anyway. What did y'all think of that moment? I kind of liked it because it 
you know, it went against tropes of, oh, of course I'm the good guy. I'll let you back in. That it spoke to the fact that, yeah, two doesn't know what she is anymore. And it shows how probably rattled she is by surviving when she's out in the airlock. I mean, I wasn't surprised that she went through with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I feel like maybe if the events had gone differently over the last two episodes, she probably wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I think this was a deliberate decision on her part to go ahead and get rid of him. But it, I mean, at the same time, the rest of his crew was already dead, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And they knew about this thing where they airlocked her and she was fine. So mm, yeah. there's a little self-preservation in there. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm pretty sure. So, And I think that's probably why they included that gross scene where Wexler threatens five because we have this character who, until this point, has really tried to take the high road and is is really one of the main heroines of our of our show here. And we needed to be okay with the fact that she doesn't let him in after she says that she will and right it's fair but i i I think i would have been okay with it even if he hadn't done that so you know yeah probably he was already really gross exactly he was really gross from the last episode but i guess that's the that's sort of the bar that we've already set right was two will do anything to protect five mm -hmm. so as we were just talking about we found out that two is an engineered human or I'm going to go ahead and say engineered human, right? I mean, she is, by all appearances, at first glance, human. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the android calls her an advanced biosynthetic organism. Uh, but I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I had to sort of listen to what she said a couple of times. So she has human physiology. She has a heart, lungs, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. But they were engineered. She was not. She's not naturally occurring. She wasn't born. And then she also has some really fancy nanites, like Annie mentioned, that were more sophisticated the than the androids. Yeah. Yes. Is that correct? Is she like yes. a lab construct? That was my thought. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me of Lilu from Fifth Element. Mm, yeah. I have not seen all of Fifth Element. <gasps> it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> seen it in pieces, so it was really confusing. Good might be relative. I know of some people who don't think that's a good movie, but it's a fun space adventure type movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. I do too. It's one of those movies, if it's on and I'm flipping channels, I'm watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, Fifth Element's on. Same with Mean Girls. Like, oh, Mean Girls is on. You sit there and you watch it. <laughs> Did anybody else for a second when she came back on board the ship, there was like a split second where I'm like, she's a lizard person. <laughs> That just me? creeped me out when her yeah. eyes went all like, I yeah, I was a little creeped out by the special effects and being all white eyed and mm -hmm. everything. And I was all, ah, but it was good special effects her going back to normal. Because remember, at the beginning of the series, there was the thing where they're talking about the Raza, which was a, they oh, thought was a like species a lizard. of yeah, lizard people. Yeah. Remember? I mm -hmm. do remember. I knew what you were talking about. So I was like, is she a lizard person? She's but no. not a lizard person. <laughs> She's more attractive than a lizard <laughs> Depends on what you think about lizards. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I also thought it was great seeing three getting so feisty in the vault, but I like three. I I do, and you know, it's, more than it, one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more than one likes three, or oh, three likes oh. one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. I can't compare. I can't compare. Really, it's. 
It's incomparable. Uh, but it's nice <laughs> seeing three really show some affection, some caring toward his other crew members. I mean, yeah, I think he was a lot of it was just being annoyed at the fact that he was being held prisoner on his own ship. But I like that he was so upset by what happened to two and he was worried about five. Yeah, me too. And again, shows the differences in personality in the crew that he's just ranting and raving and four is all calm and six is his usual pragmatic self. But yeah, I have really grown a soft spot for three. So he just shows it his love in his own way. And by that, I mean for one, just to appease Stephanie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that it's nice that we got to see him actually like really upset about the fact that two had apparently died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I was talking to a friend of mine who has young children, like five and under children. And she was talking about, like, I get enough of that from my kids. I don't need to see a grown man throwing a tantrum. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I was like, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I have to say, though, I found the conceit of the guys suffocating in the vaults a little difficult to buy. That was a pretty big room. And no. they opened that, the airlock, the doors to the vault, I think three times. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, two, three times. But they just cracked it enough to throw somebody in and close it right away. That, that'll, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm... That'll help, you know, redistribute the carbon dioxide oxygen proportions. And that's a big freaking room. Like, I, I did some estimates. I went online to sort of, like, figure out, like, how do you calculate? <laughs> wow, the research. I know, I researched. Like, how do you calculate how long it would take for people to suffer from CO2 poisoning? And uh, what I found suggests that it probably would have taken, even with four people in there, it would have, would have taken, like, a day for them to get to the point where there was too much carbon dioxide in that room. I don't think they were supposed to have been in there for an entire day. Well, you never know. I'm going to make a bit of an excuse for them, okay? Okay. Three was using up a lot of air with his tantrum. Yeah. And one was using up a lot of air by talking so much. Stupid speech. <laughs> well, even if they were doing moderate activity, maybe they would have had like 12 hours. I still don't think they were in there for 12 hours. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, you're the pragmat, you're the, you know, realist as always, I know. But uh, I just thought it was funny when they were all getting really loopy at the end and <laughs> when the door opened. We're ready. (laughs) As they're about ready to collapse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And was one behind them all like a little blankety blanket, but I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Not to mention it. Where was he? I don't know. I'm picturing the scene and now I'm remembering three three and four and six. I'm only mentioning it because uh, somebody tweeted about it. They're like, one is behind them all? Seriously? And I know it's because they talked about it earlier. Oh, you're the one with, you know, the most to lose because you're not... You know, you're not a criminal, so right. He he was weak from his speech making. Yeah, his his wonderful useless speech. It felt like we also got another boys only meeting this week, and I'm not talking yes. when they were in the vault because I mean that wasn't their fault necessarily. They were all shoved in there, <laughs> uh, but at the very end when they're all standing around the weapon and they're like, you know, what do we do with the weapon? And then they start talking about yeah. two. It sounded like they were going to try to decide like whether to deliver the weapon or not. Like, why Why did... I don't understand why the show keeps dividing the cast along gender lines so frequently. Yeah, I no, don't it's either. It's annoying. It's irritating. But then they decided to deliver the weapon anyway, so does that mean they did it without Two's knowledge, or they kind of just... They never did show her? why, like, the entire team making a decision about 
delivering it. It was just like three saying, I think we should, and six being like, I don't think we should. They never showed the entire team making a decision about it. So I, I guess we're supposed to. And that's, I don't necessarily mind that. It's like, okay, we just assume that they decided it was best to go ahead and deliver it. Yeah. Because they delivered it. Because they delivered it. So that's fine. And but the, it the was ship weird. and the Raza was above the planet and everything. So they must have flew the Marauder down. So yeah, I think everybody knew about, knew about it. it at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But bad decision, guys. But there was some weird cutting in that scene, I should say, because they have two, like, peering out the window of the ship, and then it mm-hmm. cuts to, like, the scientist guy peering into the window where the machine was. I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had that moment, too. It, I Even on rewatch, I was like, oh, that, that's some weird editing. I see what you were going for, but I don't think it works exactly. It's like, wait, who is where? What What's happening? Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. We got there eventually. <laughs> And it's time for the Hoye Report, in which I like to pretend that three has a crush on one. I want people to make note of what I'm saying there. I'm saying three has a crush on one. I'm not necessarily saying how one feels about three, because I feel like the the evidence is there for three having a crush on one. But the reciprocation, I don't know that we have clear evidence of yet. So I'm not saying that they actually have a crush on each other. I just want to be clear about that. Maybe one just wants to have hate sex with three. He hates him because he killed his wife, but really, he just wants to make sweet, sweet love. (laughs) That's what all those glares are about. But one in three, I thought, had quite a moment in the vault this episode when three felt compelled to tell one something, something important before they died. And I gotta say, when he was talking to him, I thought three might lean in for a kiss or maybe even caress one's face or at least boop one on the nose. I thought he was going to boop him on the nose there for a minute. (laughs) What is he, a cat? (laughs) Does your cat boop you on the nose, Annie? Well, no, but I boop my cat on the nose. So are you saying, is one a cat? Is that your question? Because I think of the entire crew, we have the best evidence that two might be a cat. That's true. However... What is happening? However, I will say, I think... Three made the smart move by taking it slow and telling one that, you know, he understands where he's coming from. I did notice, however, that Three did take the opportunity for a little chest groping. (sighs) (laughs) Annie chooses to not rewatch that scene with that. (laughs) Well, it's actually kind of funny because because Three keeps, like, kind of patting one on the chest and then he starts, like, grabbing at his shirt. And then one eventually just tries to pull his shirt out of Three's hand. It's actually kind of funny to see him react to three. But uh, I I apologize. I'm apologizing for what I'm about to say. (sighs) I feel deeply sorry that I'm about to say this, but I have to. (laughs) I have to. Because when three says, I didn't think you had it in you, my mind immediately thought. So what you're saying is he could have it in him, huh, three? Hmm? I'm very sorry. Chris and I are (laughs) facepalming. I'm very sorry. No, you're not. I am a she's little. She's not that sorry. Not if that she was sorry. that sorry, she's she wouldn't enjoying have said it. this way too much to be sorry. <laughs> but but here I have a gift for you anyway. <laughs> One plus three equals forever. Oh, that's perfect. Oh. Thank you, Chris. Someone make a gif of three grabbing one's T-shirt with that caption, and Stephanie can just have it <laughs> As on. They stare deeply into each other's eyes. <laughs> I've actually noticed a couple of posts popping up on Tumblr that suggest to me that there are people out there who are shipping one and three, perhaps in a less facetious way than I am. So it's not just you. So it's not just me. It's not just me. But notice how Stephanie is looking for these posts now. (laughs) 
They just happen to catch your eye. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Moving into more stuff that made us happy. I think we can all agree that two made us pretty happy in this episode. For sure. I mean, how many squads' asses can she kick? Two? As many as they throw at her. Ten? Yep. All of them, because she is now a biomechanically engineered badass. Biocanically? What did you Bio- say? What is it? <laughs> a advanced biosynthetic organismly engineered badass. <laughs> I think maybe you're going for biomechanical, but I don't know. If that's Thank you. Correct. That's what she said. Totally wrong. Oh, okay. Sorry. I kind of like biomechanical, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, with this reveal of two this episode, and just seeing her, you know, taking out all the little soldier guys, this information that we've gotten about her backstory, this episode just made me think, like, why isn't two the main character of this damn show? That was what I was thinking also. She has the most interesting backstory. And yeah, it's like she's the Buffy of this crew. Why is it not, you know, two and the Scooby-Doo gang? The Raza crew. Two in the crew. Two, there we go. We would watch that show. <laughs> well, we're watching this show, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but we have two being all protective of five. Because like, I knew as soon as that woman hit five, I'm like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> you're yeah, really dead. You do not do that. <laughs> you, do, you, do, yep. you do not do that to five. Especially if two can see you. But yeah. And then as, as the internet would say, a wild two appears. <laughs> It was very much when when they hugged, all hugged after after that whole thing. I, it was like, and the mama bear is reunited with her cub, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I also I said a little like yeah to my TV when she was talking to the guy over the intercoms. You said, "This is Portia Lynn, commander of the Raza. We've retaken the ship." It's like yeah. <laughs> Even though it was weird hearing her call herself Portia Lynn, it still made me, yeah. (laughs) Chris just seems to like it when I say, yeah. (laughs) It amuses me for some reason. Okay, I'm glad. I have not been drinking. (laughs) But you know who does sound like they've been drinking? The men of the Raza? Yes, the loopy, quote, men of the Raza. God. I did like the intercutting between two beating up everybody and one trying to like rally them like, oh, the brains of your operation are not in that vault one. No. <laughs> I did appreciate that they, they sort of made a point of showing that really the the women are the ones who sort of take care of stuff on this show. Yeah. Yeah. But they were very entertaining. I liked it when, you know, one managed to get it, three at least pumped up <laughs> is uh you know he stands up three and says damn straight and then says nope and sits back down <laughs> i also liked it when at, when they when five came and opened the doors and how out of it three was like five <laughs> says something to two over the calm and it's like who are you talking to <laughs> it's a reasonable question totally totally but i thought he asked it in a very funny way he did. As we sort of mentioned before, I like that Five was arguably the most prepared in this episode. We saw she had the knife in her boot. She showed up out of nowhere to save two, which was awesome. Yeah, I like. I had a moment where I I felt kind of bad that Five had to shoot somebody. It's like, oh, she's no longer innocent. But at the same time, I was glad that she was there to do it. And I understand why they included that. 
Right. I mean, it's sort of a nice bookend to what happened when they were on that first space station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When two had to take out those dudes for threatening five. So, Well, and they brought back that gun that she found, that five found earlier. So she still had it, knew where it was stashed. And I do wonder, though, if there will be any repercussions that five feels about killing somebody, even though it was right. necessary. And mm-hmm. yeah. So. I didn't even realize or, you know, wasn't thinking about the fact that that's what that gun was from. Yeah, me either. Good catch, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Now we just got to figure out what that chip is from that you found. Yeah, no kidding. Because that's still a hanging thread. I also appreciated that when Five shot that guy, she was really smart about it and stayed really far behind the corner. Yeah. I, it always mm-hmm. bugs me when characters like stand in the middle and start shooting at somebody who's clearly more skilled at shooting people than they are. Like, that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, clearly Five is going to be on Team Pragmatist. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I personally, I really liked the scene between one and five. And I liked when he was telling her, you're definitely one of the bravest people on this ship. It's the most I've liked one in quite a while. Mm -hmm. But it was funny in that scene, because even though, like, I appreciated what one wanted to do, like, you know, he wanted to keep five safe. It was kind of interesting to see this teenager who was just shooting down his ideas. Like, that's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Well, She's smarter than he is. One is well-intentioned a lot of the time, but like we've pointed out, he's a bit on the naive side. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole speech of his, I was like, how can somebody sound so naive no matter what he says? <laughs> I know. I had the same thought, too, where I was like, uh, okay, like I see where you're going for one, but, but do you have a plan? Do you have yeah. a plan? Maybe a plan would be better rather than just, we need to do something. He tried, though. He tried. So questions, Chris? So my big question is, will two tell the crew? And, you know, will she have to? Because <laughs> it seems like she probably has to at this point, well, right? Well, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. Oh, you just got shot out of an airlock. How did, how did you survive? Kind of a big explanation needed. Yeah. But at the same time, I liked how they handled that because Five asks her, you know, how are you still alive? And she responds by saying, when I figure out, I'll let you know. And honestly, that's the honest answer at that point, because she hadn't talked to the android yet. Right. And we see later on that Five tells the guys what Tua told her about somehow not dying in space. And so she doesn't really have to tell them, because, they, you know, she could just stick with the, I have no idea. We've lost our memories. I have no clue. Like, so will she tell them? But I mean, they've been driving at this point for the past several episodes about we need to be honest with each other. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really have any answers before. She knew that something was weird, but she didn't know what. So again, you could still go with that excuse of, well, she didn't really have anything concrete to tell them, just that there was this thing that she didn't know about. Mm -hmm. But now she does know about it. Will she have to do the put up or shut up kind of thing where you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Okay. Well, will the android tell the crew about two and the details she found out? I don't think so. Because it seems like the android has known and she hasn't told anybody. I feel like the android would keep her confidence if she asked her. She can keep my confidence. (laughs) How did you make that sound so dirty, Annie? (laughs) Hey. How is that surprising to you, Stephanie? (laughs) It's how I get enjoyment out of the android bits. God. And I do oh, mean God. all the Android bits. Oh, God. Why is this so gross in my head? <laughs> hey, the Android was hardly in this episode. I had to say something about her. Yeah. But I'm glad she's back and fully repaired, so yay. 
Yeah, it was kind of strange that they didn't even have a line about like, oh, she, you know, her nanites healed her or whatever. It's like, okay, I guess the android's better again. Here she is. I know. I was kind of hoping she'd be healed mid-episode, kick some ass, but I was happy to see two do it, but I'm waiting for another android fight scene. Me too. It does seem like they could have thrown one in this episode. Would have been a nice touch. But the android definitely did not sugarcoat it for two when she was talking about the fact that whatever technology made her shouldn't exist and most likely if people knew about her they would potentially try to destroy her and i think this opens up questions as to who created two and why so many questions one of the companies or what was that one several episodes ago when they were mentioning you know companies doing research that they shouldn't be i think it was in the zombie episode uh to create like the plague or whatever right i don't remember what entity they might have talked about. But yeah, we have had hints that people doing science that they technically shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So another big question I have, will Five finally get some damn respect now? I know. I it's know. like she gets she gets a little bit, but then people dismiss her again, you know, whether it's this other crew or whatever. Yeah. But I think that the Raza crew respects her. I feel like at this point they, they need to. Yeah. If they, if they don't after this, I'll be very upset with them. Yep. And then I think the obvious question at the end of the episode is, what in the hell was that device they delivered, and why did that planet explode? Yeah, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, uh, (laughs) that's why even when they were debating about delivering the device, I'm like, you guys, this is something that people were really wanting, and all the corporations were fighting over. Don't know if it's good to deliver it, but then again, it's just as bad to hold on to it, because that makes them a target. But after seeing the planet blow up... I don't know. I bet they're feeling pretty bad. (laughs) Well, and speaking of targets, jumping back to two just real quickly, that's why I'm wondering if she will tell the crew, because like you said, Chris, maybe one of the reasons she airlocked that guy was because he'd seen too much. Will she tell the crew and potentially put herself in danger Mm -hmm. if one of them blapped? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, we've got the big two, two part season finale coming up next week, so... And that both episodes are airing the same night, correct? Yes. So just one more week of new episodes, and then season one will be coming to an end. And I think Will Wheaton is in next week's fo- season, oh, two-part yeah, season yeah, finale. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't seen him mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, we might get a little more information about two. Again, I feel like this this episode just really revealed her to be a super interesting character, and I just want, want more of her. I want more Not Android. in a creepy way, the way that Annie might say it. <laughs> I just want more Android. Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> No comment. Thank you so much to Fred, Thomas, Laura, Beth, Jessalyn, Alexandra, and Sally for sending us donations recently. We've got quite a few, uh, which has been great. We we do this podcast for fun, and the podcast will always be free, but there are costs involved in producing the podcast, so we really, really appreciate it when folks are willing to chip in and help us out. So if you'd be interested in supporting the podcast, either by donating or writing a review in iTunes or Stitcher, those also are really helpful to us. You can visit askgenretv.com slash support, and you can find all sorts of links there for ways to support the podcast. And thank you again, everybody. Yes, and thank you again to everybody who sent us donations recently. Thank you. It was really sweet, really nice, uh, unexpected, and really, really great that you give of your financial time, as well as your time to listen to us. Financial time that you give some of your finances, as well as your time to listen to us. 
And we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Send us your feedback to darkmatter at askgenretv.com. Leave a message on our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Or you can record a voice memo with your smartphone and email it to us. We live tweet on Fridays during both the East and West Coast airings of Dark Matter in the U.S. and Canada. You can follow us on Twitter at Dark Matter Pod to join in. And we're also on Tumblr as Dark Matter Pod. Follow us on Tumblr for lots of gifts of one and three. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> so they are there. <laughs> and, and the others. But I think Stephanie is in charge of it. So probably lots of one and three. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll tell when Annie has been on there because it will be just be lots of lots of Android. <laughs> yep, that's a Twitter account. And we would kick Wexler in all of his balls because we're dangerous. Thanks for listening.